0: Good to be with you today. Yes, I'm prone to wander. Here we go. Uh, is I mean, as he said, I, Kevin Senapati Ratna from Christ Connection Ministry, uh, ministry to ignite Christians to adventure with Jesus. Uh, we, as I travel around, too many people are are living a a boring Christianity. Uh, or they think of Christianity and they think it's boring or that's the kind of the uh idea that people have in their heads and uh we're on a on a mission to break the stereotypes that people have about what it is to to follow Jesus. am I whistling is it is that me all right. maybe it's just in my head it's just in my head that's not a good thing uh I'm hearing voices no it's, all right uh and uh, I'm here this weekend. We did uh, last night, we talked about the uh, adventure of listening to God. And then uh, this morning, we talked a little bit about the, uh, the practical side of uh, doing your part and what that can, can be. And kind of the base back story for what we're talking about is my latest uh, book, uh, Not Just for Super Christians. And. If you weren't here last night, just to give you a, a context of uh, what it's about, uh, I'm wearing. Well, let me first say I'm wearing this out for for a few reasons, uh, and uh, the first one is because I'm a nerd. Okay, so I uh, just got to get that. If you've never met me before, I'm a nerd. We just got to get that on the table. We'll be fine. We'll survive. Uh, but. I say that because when I'm explaining this book, you have to know that. Because I was thinking, how do you engage people into adventure with Jesus? And so the premise of the book is, what if you had a time machine in your house? Sometimes when we read the Bible, it's something far off. We think, oh, these are some people that we can't relate to. But they were real people with real issues. With mother-in-laws or whatever, you know, I mean, there are they're, they're people who had their uh, issues and, uh, actually, uh, not to get tangent here, but Peter had a mother-in-law and that, he had to deal with that and there's the whole story that goes along with that, but uh, we... Uh, They were real people, so how do you get people to realize that and uh, engage with them again? So if you had a time machine and for 30 days could bring someone out of the time machine from the Bible to sit down with you and talk with you, and not just talk with you, but set up a microphone and interview them for a podcast. And what questions would you ask, what uh, ideas would you try to pull out to learn something about uh, what it is to walk with God? And the whole idea is then to take a next step from each of them, learn something and do something that day. So that's the idea behind the book. And so for this weekend, we've pulled out from the Bible a guy by the name of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is a short book in the Old Testament. And to give you the context, again, just kind of catch you up to speed here on the story, if you've never heard it before, in the Old Testament, at times they would have these walls around the city as a form of protection. Uh, that was uh, before it, the planes could fly over the you wall. Know, so now, uh, If there was a wall around the city, it was helpful in your security. And the people of Israel uh, went away from God. And because of their sin, uh, there's this army that comes in and invades them. And the capital city of Jerusalem, the walls are taken down. They're just, just kind of knocked over, destroyed. And for years then, years, these walls are down. And so essentially the capital, you know, anyone could walk right in. There was no protection. And sometimes we live our lives essentially with no protection around it. We live our lives with no, uh, where the bad things can just come right on in. And so there's a guy by the name of Nehemiah who hears this report of how bad it is back at home because he's moved away and... He has a high-ranking uh, uh, position in the kind of the the, the region there. He's a cupbearer, which we won't take uh, a lot of time with, other than to say it was his job to taste the food, and if there's poison in it, he would die before the king did. That was his job. So, uh, and, and not the greatest job in the world, but sometimes you go where the money is. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and and so uh, Nehemiah has this connection to the king, and he. Uh, hears about it and he gets permission from the king to go back to Jerusalem and build the walls around Jerusalem. And the story goes that when he gets there and gets started, it's 52 days from the time they start to the time the walls are back up. And just to give you an idea, this is a massive project. This is a huge thing, but things happen quickly. 52 days. Just to, uh, you know, think about 52 as a, you know, I can do math. I, 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 I do You go 52 days from now, it's basically Thanksgiving. 52 days from now. Imagine what your life could be like 52 days from now. What could happen if... 52 days from now, the things maybe that you've struggled with for a long time are no longer there and your life has changed directions forever. What if that were to happen? What could be different? Maybe there's a, a something you carried with, maybe a past shame, a past bitterness, whatever it is that you brought to this service this morning. And what if 52 days from now you were able to let it aside and never bring it up, have to pick it up again? That pain, that hurt. Or maybe there's something that God's put on your heart to do and 52 days from now, something major could move down that direction. People have been asking me about my shirt, because <coughs> normally I preach in a Superman shirt. <laughs> and so I'm messing with my brand, I realize. I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, uh, but I wore it as an illustration this morning. This is not Shazam, as I, I understand there's a problem there that I'm not Shazam. But uh, this is the Flash. And often I will preach in the Flash shirt when I have a message about, because I talk about prayer a lot, and uh, in order to experience God in prayer, you need to slow down. You need to slow down, and that's important to take time to listen. We talked about that last night, but uh, it's, it's slowing down. But as I'm wearing it this morning, it's for a different reason. I felt like God wanted to say to you from the story of Nehemiah that some of you are going to... Walk out of place today. I don't know. This is not biblical, but just let me say it so it makes a point. Uh, with a flash anointing on your life, right? Uh, uh, an anointing to go faster than you could go on your own. There's a story in the Bible. We won't go along with uh, too far into it, but a uh, guy by the name of Elijah, and uh, Elijah, all of a sudden, God comes on and he he's out running. Chariots! He's going so fast. God can do something in your life that can accelerate stuff for you that you couldn't do on your own. I was reading this morning in my own time with God uh, a verse that Jesus says. This is in the message translation. Uh, so... Bear with me uh, as I mess with my notes because this wasn't I had to write it in this morning because yeah, this was good. Uh, Matthew 19:26 Jesus looked hard at them and said, no chance at all if you think you can pull it off yourself. every chance in the world if you put your trust in trust that God can do it. Let me read that again. Uh, no chance at all if you think you can pull it off yourself every chance in the world if you trust God to do it. what could God do in your life this morning, the next 52 days maybe uh, maybe by the end of the year maybe by the end of the school year if you were to lean into something that he has for you Jesus came to the earth and died for our sin, that we could have this relationship with Him that is amazing. That, I, I, I mean, it's a gift. It's, it's an amazing gift that we get by, by giving our lives to Christ and saying, I, I want to follow you. But the thing about it is we get to follow Him and then do stuff with Him. That's the beauty of it. And when you're doing something with God, you get the flash anointing sometimes. Now, let me be clear. Sometimes God wants you to go on this long journey, and it takes a while to get there. Sometimes you, you plant a church, and you work at it try, you know, day in, day out for years, right? You, 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 your theme song is plot on, plot on, plot on. You know, and, and some, But then there are times that things can go quickly. Things can go fast. And sometimes God sends short, bald, Sri Lankan-looking guys to you to say, now could be one of those moments to let your faith arise a little bit and say, what could happen in this next period, these next 52 days? And as we look at Nehemiah, we see a couple principles of what he did that we can learn from. Now, just to be very clear, what I'm about to say to you is not about us. I'm trying to get your confidence up and go, woo, yeah, I'm going to go get it. You know, I'm going to go do it. I got more confidence in myself so I can accomplish whatever this dream I have or whatever. It's not about building up your confidence, uh, Pastor Stephen Furtick said it this way. It's not about how much confidence you have. It's about what you put confidence in. Who are, are you going to put your confidence in, God, this morning, to say, "I want to go where you want me to go, and be who you want me to be." And these thi- maybe this thing that I've been carrying, holding me back, and I need to let it go. It's time for that to go aside. Or this thing, this. I want to walk in your spirit like never before but I I don't even know how that works but I I want to be more spirit driven and and God in the next 52 days and then by the end of the year could you take me to a new place with you? So to frame what we have I'm going to use uh, something from a guy who's I don't even think he's a Christian, but the outline is just great, so I'm just going to steal it. All right, uh, and, and it works for Nehemiah here. I'll give him credit. It's his, his name Tony Robinson, so don't look him up because he's, you know. Anyway, just, 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 this is my outline here. Just stick with my outline. All right, don't go start Googling stuff. All right. All right so, all right, how did how did Nehemiah get there in 52 days? He had an RPM plan. (laughs) RPM plan. I think that's how you get fast. All right. right. (laughs) Stay with me here. This is is deep. I know. All All right. R. R is result. He had a result that God had given him that he needed to accomplish. He was very clear on what his assignment was. It wasn't go back to Jerusalem and build the wall and an amusement park. You know, that wasn't it wasn't these two things, you know, these 50 things I dabble in. No, it's this one thing I'm going to do, and this is my one assignment. And it was a spiritual exercise. We spent all evening yesterday talking about listening to God so that you get what he is saying. What is he telling you to do? Because when you're clear on that it helps you to move faster. What is God telling you for the next 52 days or 30 days or whatever it is? And once you get that you keep you can act but then you can also lean back and keep listening to God because it's a spiritual exercise. So one of the things I love about Nehemiah. Here's a couple things that he did. He gets this idea he's going to go back and uh, build the wall. He's prayed about it. And then he goes into the king. But his burden has, for this has just gotten to the point that it's affecting his face. And just to uh, give you a little history, if in that time period, if you went into the king and were not happy the king may chop off your head, all right? Because uh, the king liked people around him who were happy. And so he, but he was just consumed by this project and this idea that was in his head. And so he, the king's like, what's going on with you? And he says about how the wall is down, and he wants to go back. And in Nehemiah 2, verses 4 and 5, then the king asks, well, how can I help you? With a prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, and then he tells his plan. I love that, because hey, he's in the front of the king. You look like a kingly guy. All right, so He's in front of the king, and the king asks what he wants, and he shoots a prayer to heaven before he answers. Hey, he's not just stuck in his plan. He's like, this is a spiritual thing. This is something God's given to you. And so this is easy for you. Hey maybe in your school tomorrow or at your workplace tomorrow you have a meeting with the boss and they ask you a question how about shooting a prayer to heaven before you answer it's a it's you know don't not answer you know when the teacher asks you a question or whatever you know hang on give me an hour i got to go pray about this you know you can't do that you're getting yourself in trouble but at the same time not he stopped or half a second launched a prayer towards heaven. He said, I need your help, God, or whatever, he, before he repl- and then he replied. You know, it was kind of the pattern that they went with. They was both prayer and action because they were clear on the result. Nehemiah 4, 9, as like they're building the wall and the op- opposition begins to come. It said, but well, we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet the need, meet the threat. So they prayed about the difficulty they were experiencing. And they did something about it. They, so There's people going to come and try and take us out. We should probably put some guards up here. You know, let's let's, let's make a plan here. So uh, as you get that result that God puts in your heart for the next 30, uh, 60, whatever the time frame is, you keep leaning back in. You pray and you act. So R is result. P is purpose. What you're clear on is what you're supposed to do you find the reason why now maybe just clearly god just spoke to you about something but maybe you want to go on a uh, you say i want to know god more in the next 52 days and the reason is because there's stuff in my life that is all a mess my emotions are out of control i suffer with anxiety and depression and i want to see that changed What's your purpose, so that when it gets difficult, you don't give up. When it gets hard, you don't say, I, "Oh man, that was what I wanted to do, but now let's well, is it really? This is difficult." She so you find your purpose. One of my favorite verses is in, is in Proverbs 20:18. Form your purpose, asking for counsel then carry it out using all the help you can get. <laughs> Form your purpose by asking for counsel, then carry it out getting all the help you Because you get this purpose and then you go after it. And when you have your purpose, you don't... One of the key things, if you're going to accomplish something in the next 52 days, what's well, for you... Right? Even if it was just... You want to learn Spanish better in the next 52 days. You know You want to give yourself to... The key, key to... Uh, making a rapid change, is don't get distracted. Because the reason that they were able to accomplish it in 52 days is that's what they were working on. That was all they really gave themselves to. So you find yourself getting distracted when you know your purpose, it pushes you forward. Here, let me give you an illustration from Nehemiah. Nehemiah six one through three. Now, Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, uh, the Arab and the rest of the enemies. So these are the bad guys in our story. Heard that I had built the wall and there was no breach left in it. Although I, up to that point I hadn't set the doors and the gates. So the walls. I, basically up but uh, they still didn't need doors which is kind of a a big deal when you know otherwise they just can run right in anyways you know you have all these walls and then you run right in Uh, so uh, but they're making progress and Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying come and let us meet together at Heciferum because I wanted to say that word I guess no no whatever Uh, in the plain of Ono but they intended to do me harm and I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work and cannot come down. Why should I stop while I leave it and come down to you? They were trying to distract him from it. And if, as you, God put something in your heart this morning, it's easy for uh, distraction to kind of sneak in. And Nehemiah said, I'm doing a great work and cannot come down. I can't. I I, I got this project. I can't. I can't. I, I I just can't come right now. Now he knew what their plans were, anyways. But hey, and I love it. Come down to the plain of Ono. When I this is a Bible joke for you. When I was in when I was in Bible college, one of my professors said. Uh, Nehemiah had to say oh no to oh no. You know? <laughs> there's, there's my Bible joke. I move along. But anyways, uh, I didn't say it was a great joke. I said it was a joke. Uh, anyways, uh, he, he wasn't going to be distracted. by his, uh, he, he had his purpose and his focus. Even Jesus knew this. When he was on earth, Jesus, uh, Luke 9.51 says, that the time drew near for him to ascend to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem or the ESV says he set his face to go to Jerusalem he Jesus knew he came to die for you he came to die that you might have a relationship with him and that was his ultimate purpose he did other things in the process as he was on earth but his ultimate thing was to get to Jerusalem and he was going to die for our sins and then come back to life and when the time came, as now this is the year, this is when it's going to happen. He's like, I love the phrase, set his face towards, kind of like, this is where I'm looking, this is where I'm going. I'm going to go that direction till I get there. I'm not going to look this side or that side. Now's the time. And you can make a lot of progress quickly by fixing your purpose and saying, this is the way I'm going. This is where I'm going after. Whatever that is that God puts in your heart, say, I'm going after this as we one of my board members uh, was talking last week about how when we're young we are kind of like i need doors open for me you know I pound on uh, I, I want opportunity give me opportunity and then as you get older more doors open for you to the point that you have Lots of op- options and opportunities that are open to you. And then it takes wisdom to say no to the open doors or all of the open doors. This is my purpose. This is what I'm going after. Again, uh, it, it becomes very practical. There. Uh, it may be something that God puts on your heart to do, and you say, "I don't even have time for, I want to learn, you know, I have this thing in my heart that I need, uh, I'm struggling with, and I've struggled with it for a long time, but maybe 52 days from now something happens. And you'll say, "For the next 52 days, you know, hang with me, don't turn me off if you, this is, doesn't speak to you, but uh, you're like, for the next 52 days, I'm not watching TV." Until Thanksgiving comes. I'm giving that up because I want to <laughs> accomplish something. Uh, if the if the average is true, some people spend eight hours a day. All of a sudden, you could have a whole other job. You know, I mean, you, you can get a lot done then. You could uh, pay off all your debts in 52 days by getting another job. But no, no, no. But uh, what is that, that? Or maybe, here, let's try another one. Uh, uh, you if. We're, you're for you struggle with gossiping, and you're, you know, this is something you're. You're like, I, I, that's just who I am. I, I, I have a problem gossiping, and so you're like, I need, I need to cut that out of my life. So, here's an idea: for the next 52 days, when those people call you or text you that you normally gossip with. Say, I'm sorry, I'm working on a project till Thanksgiving, and I'm not able to talk right now. Get back to me after Thanksgiving. You don't have to tell them that they're the problem, but hey, hey, you just say, hey, for the next 52 days, I'm busy. i got to work on this thing, and amazingly, you won't gossip for a month and a half or whatever, you know? Because hey. you get distracted. You lose your focus. Nehemiah had his focus, and he went after it. And sometimes there are seasons when you just let everything else go and you just go after something. Uh, uh, harvest time is one of those times. You just, that's just, you're, you're, okay, we're putting our head down. If you're a farmer, you just, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm give, uh, giving myself to it. What if you gave yourself to whatever that is that God asks you to for the next 52 days? This is what I'm going after. And sometimes you put in effort now that reproduces results for the rest of your life. Or for a long period of time. Let me give you an illustration of how this works. Uh, With my ministry, I'm traveling more and more further and further away from home to speak at churches around the country. And so it gets to the point where uh, driving is a little less practical and and applying to these places. Now, if you've ever been to an airport, uh, there's some time wasters there, and one of those time wasters, uh, well, not as time wasters if you don't uh, doing it all the time, but uh, is that line through security. And so someone said to me, Kevin, uh, you know there's that other line, TSA PreCheck. If you're going all the time flying, why don't you invest a little time in TSA PreCheck? And so it's a small little fee. You fill out a form online, and you go into their office, and uh, they do, you know, they've obviously done a background check on you or whatever. You, you fingerprint you, uh, ask you a couple questions. And now, for the next five years, I got to go on the other line. You know, that's just like that. And I invested a little bit of time up front. And for the next five years, I got to reap the benefits. What is it that you can invest in for the next 52 days? I mean, some of you, you've been carrying stuff that has hampered you for 40 years of your life. And if you were to let that go, it would change the course of your life forever. Or maybe uh, if you said, for the next 52 days, I want to hear from God, and he would speak to you about some things that could change the next years of your life in ways you never thought possible. Which leads to the the last one, RPM. M would be massive action. Because if you now you have you're not distracted by other things, you can give your effort to it. You just go after that with with a passion. You'll see quick results begin to take place. Because you're focused on it. Saying this is, uh, maybe, okay, let's use an example. You, you struggle with a certain self-image that you have of, uh, think of yourself worthlessly. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, thanks for nodding, I appreciate that. Uh, he, he helped me out. Uh, and uh, if you you think poorly of yourself, and so you you say, the next 52 days, I want to break that in my head. And so you uh, get up to a tomorrow morning, and you begin to read scripture of what the Bible actually says about you, that you're a child of God if you're a follower of Jesus, or, uh, that you're, you're chosen, all, all these verses. And you begin to just pour that into you. Uh, just doing that alone in 52 days could change. But then you get in, you're like, okay, this is working a little bit, but uh, then you find a few. You're like, well, I need to course correct a little bit. Uh, you pick five and you, verses, and you memorize them. And whenever that thought comes in your head, I'm worthless, I'm a failure, whatever, you bring that scripture back up and say, no, this is what God says about me. And then you go in a little bit further and you're like, I need it. Part of the reason I feel worthless is because all my friends say I'm worthless, you know? And then you're like, okay, maybe I need to reevaluate my friendships a little bit. And, and so you, and maybe cut down on spending time with people who are negative and a little bit more time with some people who are positive. And so then you keep going and you press in and you press in to whatever it is. Again, quoting from my board member, he said, we sometimes think of life as a marathon, but rather it's a series of sprints. You run for a bit, and then you rest, and you run for a bit, and you rest. What could you in the next 52 days run after? Now, this may get me in trouble, so... Uh, not like I you know, don't know that half the stuff I say, but anyway... Uh, uh, because I, I want to talk about a movie here for a second. Uh, so uh, there's a movie that some of you may have seen, uh, you heathens. No, anyways, uh, there's a movie uh, called Rocky. You know, that's uh, an anyway, old movie, the Rocky, the boxing movie. Now, uh, Sylvester Stallone, that's what got him on the map. That's how he became uh, known as an actor. But what you may not know is, first of all, he wrote that screenplay. He wrote the screenplay and said, I'm going to act in it. Now, that's how he got his, his start. And what you also may not know is that he watched a boxing match and then went and thought this would be a concept for a movie and then locked himself away and in three and a half days wrote the movie screenplay for Rocky. He said, I'm, this is my focus. This is what I'm going after. Three and a half days later, the start of a new trajectory for his life was, had begun. Three and a half days. That means by hey, next Sunday, some of you could write two. You know, <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm just uh, But what is that thing? What is he going to go after? And just give it all the effort. For a short period of time. That's why they were able to make such progress quickly. 52 days, they're like, we're going to do this. And when we're done with it, we're done with it. The walls are up. What is that thing you could just go after? As I mentioned, uh, last time I was here, uh, God put on my heart to start a podcast. And uh, at one point, I had to say, okay, either I'm going after this or I'm not going after this. And when I went after, decided to go after it, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, let's just do it. And so I said, 100 days from now, I'm launching this podcast. And we're a little halfway in, and I'm well on my way because I'm like, this is what we're going after. This is what we're going to do. You'll be amazed at what you can accomplish in a short period of time when you have the result God gives you and the purpose you have, and then give it massive action. He, Nehemiah focused and wouldn't get distracted, won't get off track. He said, this is what God's given me to do. And the beauty of it is then God will help you. You give he, He's told you to do something. You have found your purpose and you begin to work. And things happen that wouldn't otherwise happen. Things begin to, uh, miracles can happen in your life. You can, you're like, I, I need to change this belief about myself. I need to change this thought process in my, in my, uh, about what I think of myself. I, I want to build my relationship with Jesus and all of a sudden, he begins to do something in your heart. He begins to do something in your life. God, uh, let me say it this way. I don't... This is not one of my normal messages that I preach. This is not a message that, uh, because there are themes that God gives me to speak around the country, and uh, so that, you know, enjoying prayer and things like that, that I, this, these. But when I was preparing for this Sunday in this place, God told me to tell you this. And so I don't know if that's for all of you, as a, uh, but I'm sure it's for some of you. And the question is, will you give yourself to it? Will you give yourself to that next 52 days or whatever it is and see what God would do in your life? It starts with a commitment. It starts with a commitment saying, I'm in. I'm in. You may have to you know, take this afternoon and say, what is that specific thing? But you've got to say, I, I'm in for it. And I want to do something as I close that I don't always do, but... Uh, I want to just take like two or three minutes and let's just pray. And ask God wherever you are at in this journey, to speak to you. Maybe for you, it's, uh, you need to know what that specific thing is. Maybe for you, it's simply a, you know what it is and you need that. You're like, I'm committing to that next action. Or maybe that solid purpose needs to get there so you can stay focused and don't get distracted. I'm a guest here. Maybe you're here and you haven't even begun a relationship with Jesus. And you're like, I I don't even know what that would even entail. Well, give it a try. (laughs) It's the best decision you'll ever make because he'll take you on an adventure that will change your life. So would you bow your head with me? Just close yourself in with God. In your heart, let him begin to speak in this sacred space. Meet with your Creator in this moment. Let a God who loves you, has known your entire history, and in this moment is reaching out to you. Pain that you've held on to for way too long. He's like, how about in the next 52 days I take that off your plate? Worry, anxiety, depression. Purposelessness. Calling that He has for you, Lord. In this moment, I pray for every person in this room that in this sweet and sacred moment you would meet with each of us and start something new. I believe that you spoke to me about this group that was going to be here this morning. You knew every person that was going to be sitting in this room. And you wanted to inspire their faith that what is possible in this next period of time so Lord I pray that you would come to each person's heart maybe it's a commitment that they need to make to walk into a new journey with you maybe it's an action they need to commit to or massive action they need to commit to but I pray that each of us would know that as we give ourselves to this journey with you that you can do more in a moment than would take us a lifetime. More in a moment than would take us a lifetime. I pray that faith would arise in the room. And then we would run after you. Run after your plans for us in the days and weeks ahead. We'd find a joy in you. I pray enthusiasm would fill the room for your plans. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? I'm gonna. Uh, I want to. I want to pray a, a prayer of uh, of dismissal. Uh, uh, But as I I pray, I want to give you the opportunity. Some of you, God started something. And maybe before you leave this room, you need to just give him a little more space. Just a few more minutes. This is not a manipulation thing at all or anything like that. You're just like, God started something as, as you're speaking, and, and I, I, don't want, I, I need to maybe get clarity or seal. I, I want to encourage you before you walk out of here, just take, take a moment or two, maybe find a spot up here, sit in a chair in the front row and, so that other people won't, won't distract you and just say, God, you started something. I, I want to seal this moment. Uh, again, it's, uh, some of you already got spoken, and you've you got, you got to get to work. But uh, uh, I, I want, don't want to leave this moment. So as, as I'm done praying, you consider yourself dismissed. But uh, if you're not done, come find a place and spend some time and let God uh, do his work. Lord, I thank you that as we go, you go with us. Lord, your presence will go to us when we're uh, getting up tomorrow morning, whether to go to work or to go to school, uh, whatever that is our assignment is. Lord, I pray that as we wake up tomorrow morning, we would remember this moment and the commitment that we made to follow you and that we know that you are with us. May your face shine upon this church in the next 52 days. Lord, a favor and a grace and a power and a breakthrough, oh God, in their lives as they they walk it out and see what only you can do. Do it in their lives. Every person who reaches out to you, do it in their lives as they go from this place. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.